Welcome to episode 92 of the No Degree Podcast. Today's guest is Marlo Jones. He grew up in the hood, raised by a single mom, always got into fights. Marlo Jones wasn't a violent person. He was just always defending himself. You can imagine his surprise when he was kicked out of school for fighting. Today, he says it was a good thing. From working odd jobs, playing football, and getting recruited by a bouncer, listen in as this mobile engineer tells Janiyad about what it took for him to get there and give his kids a life he couldn't imagine. Visit Notary.com to start your journey. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Every sub is appreciated. This show wouldn't be possible without you. Let's get this show started. Welcome to another episode of the Notary Podcast. Today's guest is Marlo Jones, a mobile engineer and instructor. And the interesting about him is he's also a bouncer. So we, when he's not patching security and fixing up websites, he's making sure that people don't cause issues at the club. But before we start the episode, I encourage all of you to subscribe, like, share the videos on YouTube, do what you can, get the message out there. I really want to empower the no degree community and show that there's so much opportunity for those without degree. So Marlo, do you mind giving a brief introduction of yourself? I say, uh, well, I am a mobile engineer at a company called Carlots. I am a coding instructor at a boot camp called New Camp. Um, and I still do nightclub security every once in a while, um, which I probably should quit, but you know, it's, it's the thrill. Um, but I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, uh, more specifically the West Baltimore area. If you know, then you know, but yeah, here I am now, uh, engineer with no degree. Um, so yeah, let's get rocking. Let's get to it. So let's take it. Well, before we take it back. What do you kind of do at your current job? So what does a mobile engineer do? Because I see the word engineer thrown out a lot, but what is a mobile engineer and what capacity do you do it at? I can say mobile engineer, mobile developer, uh, really kind of coincides the same thing. Um, well, right now we're, I, well, not we, but I am a uh, React Native engineer. Um, we may dabble in a little bit of uh, native code every once in a while. That's not something I'm really specializing. Um, so I, my background is mainly just JavaScript. Front end work, things of that nature. Um, so it, it, I was able to kind of like pivot to either mobile or the website as well. This is pretty much where I landed. Most of my jobs were mainly React Native, uh, only because it's so flexible. You don't have to really focus on one code base and get you know two things done at one time. And it started really ramping up. I want to say the last two years, like uh, companies knew that. They didn't want to spend money on, you know, Swift developers or, you know, Java developers. Like we can kind of knock two, you know, kill two bears with one stone. Like, so uh, with me being, you know, really decent at React, I kind of leveraged it. Um, I got really focused and buckled down. And at my job now, was I'm making <laughs> iOS and Android apps. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 basically what I'm doing. Um, and I love it. I love it. Uh, so yeah. No, that that's cool. I mean, I, I've seen a big shift away from apps to more mobile sites because apps is huge amount of just development and moved away from apps, right? I remember like 2014 to 2017, it was like app for everything. You get millions of dollars. You have an app, millions of dollars. Now it's like you got to be more intentional and strategic. Yeah. And essentially, this, when you really think about how React, I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if you dealt with React and uh in any scale, but it kind of compiles down to both languages. Yeah. And so you, it, it is certain instances where you can kind of, you know, use certain dependencies to kind of like alter how you communicate with both languages. 
And that's going more deeper into it. Um, yeah. A little bit, not not necessarily more high-level stuff, just more level, just more in the sense of getting more under the hood. But essentially, you're you're actually using a native app. So when it compiles down to the iOS store and compiles down to the, um, the Android store, you're actually using a native app. It's just how we're transforming our JavaScript code into, into mm, it. I see. In a sense, it may be a little bit, I want to like even like a millisecond slower because yeah. I have to, you know, um, um, compile that JavaScript, that JavaScript to, you know, uh, Objective C or Java and things like that. Yeah. But essentially, what you're doing is, like I said, killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's cool. No. So let's kind of take it back, man. What's the backstory? You grew up in Baltimore. Let's let's share some stories, man. What you want? How was high school like for you? And what you want to be in high school? Ooh. Oh man. How much time we got left? Um, we got time. <laughs> uh, okay, so in high school, I went to a school called uh, Northwestern, and that was 2006. And I was the most awkward dude ever, bro. I was like, when I was awkward, I was awkward. Like I was just, you know, hitting that last stage of puberty, and and it, it was it was it was bad. Like I had long hair, and I didn't know how to kind of like just. Uh, how can I say, uh, express myself? Like, I was always by myself. Even at lunch, I was usually by myself. I didn't get along too good with other kids. I literally got put out of school for fighting. And I, I was fighting for defending myself. And I literally, oh, they literally put me out there and let me come back. And that was a kind of like a, I think it was a good thing. Okay. Um, because normally I didn't come to school because I didn't. It's not because I didn't understand the curriculum. It's just because I was always fighting. Yeah, and I was always trying to defend myself. Like I was that kid that didn't come to school because I knew I was going to be fighting. You know, I don't know what it was, man. People just always like to pick on me. I always had to fight and defend yeah. myself. So were you as big as you are now, or you're still growing? Oh, okay. No, 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 no. no. I was. I want to say I was like five eight, five nine until I hit yeah. like. Oof. And how much did you weigh? Because you were a lot smaller. No, I was. I was literally. Uh, I want to like two eighty. Okay, so you're still big. You're still big. I was baby. a big guy, but I was you, you. You. I was more of like. You could tell I didn't have no muscle. I was just a big guy. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. a fat boy. You know. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I guess they kind of took that. That took that to an advantage. They were like, I would come home and literally just be on a computer, like watching anime. Like I was that kid. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't spend money on clothes. I spent money on like. Uh, I was with that. What came up? Manga, manga. No, manga I spent money on like uh, what's it called? The uh, magic card, the iPod Touch. Okay, okay, I remember that. Jail broke it. Put uh, a fake emulation of Windows on it. I, yeah, 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 I was doing everything. Like I was so much into technology at the point where I was using Linux since I was like sixteen, and I didn't okay. know. And it's just I didn't know what I was doing. And yeah, yeah. I remember I used Linux because I didn't know how to, you know, reflash my hard drive and yeah, you yeah. know, using Windows had all these damn viruses on it and stuff like that. So yeah. essentially I knew that uh I did some Googling, I knew that uh Ubuntu from the Netherlands from at that time from the Netherlands, they were sending out free copies. So yeah, yeah. I got a free copy and I ordered it from a place that on, on my PlayStation 3. And I remember yeah, yeah. the browser <laughs> that they had, I remember I ordered it. And I got it, and uh, man, I ran that thing from 2006 to 2012 with Ubuntu, wow. and then it finally crapped out. Um, but yeah, I would say once I got to college, well, uh, well a little bit, a little bit of uh, yeah backstory. 
Um, me and my mom live in West Baltimore, moved out to Essex, which is Baltimore County, after my uncle had got killed. Oh, and, yeah. Really? Um, yeah, it was one of those crazy, one of those crazy days. He, he's like, Mala, I'll be back. He's live with us. And he's like, Mala, I'll yeah, be yeah. back. And then my mom was like, trying to like call every like jail because normally he get locked up. Yeah, yeah. And then we find out he was in ICU. Then he, he eventually passed a few weeks later. Um, so essentially, she moved me out of Essex and I got out of Essex and I said, you know what? I'm going to really focus on college. So I went to community college and I, I went for audio engineering and I went for vocal. Yeah. So essentially, I wanted to be a singer or an, or someone like uh, working at like a, a record industry, just yeah. being an engineer. So I did that for about a year and a half and I loved it. But I had to actually think like, hey, I uh, need a real job when I finish college. So I fell in love with uh, law. I switched my major to law, and then I fell in love with powerlifting. Yeah. But at the same time, I also fell in love with football. And at this time, I wasn't really athletic. So I started hitting the gym hard, hitting the gym hard. And I remember all the, it was, it was like a collective of us that we knew we wanted to transfer. So we would like, we'd be on a football field. We'd be practicing like two times a week. And I remember I, it was something, it was something so stupid, but I'm kind of glad it happened to me. A friend of mine, he was a running back and he was, he said, Hey, Marlo, and this is me at 330 pounds. Yeah. He said, Go out for a route. I'm going to see if I can stick you. I said, Okay, I'm 300 and like 30, yeah. 35 pounds. I go out for the route, turn, and I catch the ball. And I'm remind you, I caught the ball. But my my knee was on the other side of my leg. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Um, so it took me about a, a year to kind of come back into it. But um, at, around this time, I had uh, just met my soon-to-be son's mom at the time. And we started dating. And I started powerlifting more. So eventually, my grades slipped. Uh, kind of ruined my dreams of going to Syracuse. Um, but I always say it's probably a good thing because... If I was to actually sit here and go to Syracuse or my my yeah. best plan was to go to Syracuse and maybe make it to the NFL, I probably would have like twenty kids. <laughs> I couldn't. Because I wasn't yeah. so I wasn't used to the attention. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, after that, I, I I said, forget about it. I started focusing on powerlifting and I became really good at fucking powerlifting. I loved it. Like yeah. And I noticed that it destroyed my body just a little bit, but I'm trying yeah. to heal back now. But I love lifting weights. Um, so I want to say after the college thing kind of like ended, I kind of had jobs here and there and things like that. And But it wasn't nothing more of a just a nine to five, you know, yeah. do security here, do security there. So I started going to nightclub security. Um, funny thing about that is I got, oh, well, say I got discovered by a bouncer at working at Dollar General. Like, <laughs> it was like, what is your big ass doing behind this goddamn register? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, that should happen. And I've been doing it ever since. I mean, I've I've done like corporate security, I've um, warehouse security. Um, man, and I every time I went to each one of these things, I hated it. I even went to the MTA, I was a paratransit driver for about a year. Um, until I they eventually fired me. <laughs> Um, I even tried a car sale and I got fired my second week after selling oh, my dude. first car. Yeah, why they fire you, man? Um, I have no clue. I have no clue. I sold my first car and I, they, the next day, hey, this is going to work out. I'm like, 
whatever. So at the time, me and my daughter's mom, which is um, um, someone who's been with me for uh, damn near six years. Uh, at this time, I really was sitting on a couch and I seen a video pop on YouTube about learning Python. And it was from a Spanish guy. Um, I wish I knew his YouTube channel. Like, I really, because I want to reach out to him now because he's really the only reason I knew about coding. And I wish I could find yeah. a channel. Um, but yeah, so I learned Python on SoloLearn. <laughs> on the uh, on the desktop app. I, I know about the Solo Learn app. I remember I downloaded it for Python. Yeah, I did that, and I remember I got the little certificate and didn't know jack shit. Yeah, yeah. It was it was all I did was just look at the FAQ uh, and look at the comments and kind of breeze through it, thinking I like okay, I know Python, but naturally, yeah. reality. but um, I want to say after I got that bullshit certificate. No, no disrespect to Solo Learn. <laughs> but as I got that certificate, I said, you know what? I'm going to make my kids an app. So I made a React Native app without learning, without even knowing the basic syntax of JavaScript. <laughs> it was bad, bro. And I mean, it was bad. I mean, the app looked pretty, pretty decent, like a nice whole screen yeah. with a background and a couple Marvel characters on the screen. Yeah. But that's it. It took like two months to get that far. <laughs> like, literally, I swear to God, man, it was, it was, I, if I would have just took the time to do it, I would have been all right. But I, I bullshitted, man. And I think that me bullshitting for so long, it kind of like helped me understand that where I was going wrong and approaching this from a different perspective. Because not only did I have no career, I had three kids. So something had to change. So I remember uh, bouncing at night and coming home and uh, literally, it's like five, six in the morning, building these bullshit as CSS and HTML sites. Um, reaching out to people to say, "Hey, I can build this site for you." Now they can reply back, but at the same time, I was getting interviews, man. Yeah. It was weird. I was getting interviews. I mean, bombing them, bombing them, <laughs> but I was getting interviews, and I said, "Okay, I really need like full throttle this shit." And at the same time, I was realizing that my dreams were kind of putting a little bit damper on my own personal relationship because I was so infatuated and obsessed with code and not realizing that I have to actually put a full-time job on the table. And so I'm doing security like anytime I can to kind of like have free time for me to code because if you do security, you know, you're not getting taxed and you're not working as much, but you're getting that under-the-table money. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a... It was very stressful. Very, very, very stressful. I would suggest that if anyone that doesn't have kids and doesn't have a significant other, if you're thinking about it, do it now. Yeah. Do it now. Because it will literally save you the headache in the long run. We were able to get through it eventually, but it was hard. Now, eventually, I bullshitted for about a year. And now I look back on it. If I literally focused for literally six months, I would have had a job within six months. Because my first real junior developer job. It was in the, the palm of my hand. And the only thing I didn't know about media queries at the time and responsive design to stop me from getting a job. I can talk. I can give you the gifts of gab. But at that time, my skill set didn't speak for itself. Mm. So I joined the boot camp, uh, I want to say a year after, on, uh, thankful. And while I was in boot camp, I kind of worked out under the, under the table, like, front-end developer job, but it was still able to go on my resume. So I used it. And then after that, I caught COVID. 
man. Yeah, COVID. Um, so I was hospitalized for like two weeks. Um, luckily, I made it. Got an internship. Bullshit internship. Um, I'm not even going to lie to you. It was bullshit. Like, it, you know, like sometimes you get one of those companies, you be like, you don't give a fuck. I yeah. Really don't give a fuck. <laughs> it, it was it was bullshit. I like it, I hate when someone says, "You know what? We're gonna have you paired up with this guy, and you're gonna learn a lot from them." I didn't learn shit. He was a, a condescending prick. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I finished that job, and at that time when I was still internship, or when I was still doing my internship, I was still doing security for a company that did uh, um, roving security for like. Apartment complexes and yeah. things like that. So after that, I finished the internship. I want to say like two weeks later, I got a paid c- contractor position for a company called Chop Dog, and it was pretty cool. Um, I think that their work life balance was horrible, and I remember the one work week. I'm sorry, the one weekend I actually took off to have to myself that they felt like I wasn't producing enough. Wow! So this is the security job. No, this was at the chop dog job. Okay. This, yeah, I was, a, I was a React Native engineer there. Okay. They felt like I wasn't producing because oh, I took man. the weekend off. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And I'm like, didn't I just work on my birthday? Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut me some slack. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that that contract ended and I was, I was totally fine with that. Like, I was totally fine with that. And I wasn't even, like, really pissed. I mean, of course I was pissed. It was, like, my first, like, full-fledged, like, fully paid you know, legally job as an engineer. Um, so I worked for a company called Philosophy, I want to say three months afterwards. And that was pretty cool. Clients suck, but their their that culture was really good. Um I really wish that they had more like like seniors kind of help help out and things like that. Cause yeah. meet another guy who was he's pretty cool. Um, but you, you could tell that he was kind of still kind of new in the game and things like that. And we were taking on an app that was for a medical company. Yeah. Like completely redoing the app from scratch, bare bones. And they actually pulled the plug. Like the client backed out and said they're going to do everything in-house. So with that being said, guess who got let go? The engineers. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I want to say uh, after that, I went back to doing like I went back to doing security uh, for a few months, and essentially, I want to say November, I had someone reach out from Carlots, and they, you know, we liked the conversation. Then I had a, like a, whew, I want to say like four, like four interviews, four or five interviews. Okay, yeah, um, and I got the news like December the sixth that they want to bring me on, and I was freaking ecstatic, and so I've been there ever since. Um, I love the workplace here. Let's probably the best company I've ever worked with. They literally tell you like to relax, like, <laughs> like relax. Make sure you have time to yourself. Family first, health first, and but we're going to make sure we get this work done. You know what I'm saying? So I love the culture here. Um, been there ever since. Oh, and I'm sorry, I've actually been been at New Camp for about since September. Okay. And, um, a little bit of a pivot back. I love teaching people that have been in the same position I've been in. I love to actually help people. I've had, whew, I've had students drop out mid class and say, "Hey, I just can't do it," and it sucks because I've been there, you know. Yeah. And well, yeah, that's where I'm at now. <laughs> no, I mean, no. Thank you for like sharing that, and 
it's important, man, because I know I know how it is when you come from like a background and people tell you like relax at work. It's like, what? Like, really? Y'all, y'all care about me? Like, I can actually like relax. Like, and it, it's just so different from the mentality of like, yo, you work for us. We pay you. You're going to do everything on our dime. So it's, it's, it's definitely like a shift. So let's kind of take it back. What is the life of a bouncer? Because so many people hear about it. You usually see one or two big dudes, you know, they're like, yo, where's your ID? And, you know, but again, they're all types of people, right? They're just regular people who have a job to do. You want to make it easy for them, but you have to deal with a lot. And I, I figure it worked on your communication skills because you really have to know how to talk to people and you really have to know how to de-escalate situations. This episode is sponsored by the True Underdog Podcast with Jason Waller. Looking for a raw and real podcast with a CEO that has his company on a path to becoming a billion-dollar business? Well, look no further. Check out The True Underdog, hosted by Jason Waller, CEO of Power Home Solar. You will hear the uncut detail of the world's most influential people and their upbringings. His show has featured guests like Shark Tank star Kevin O'Leary, top podcaster Jordan Harbinger, former drug trafficker Rick Freeway Ross, NFL legend Barry Sanders, real estate mogul Grant Cardone, and many more to bring you inspiration. Raised in a trailer park with no clear path to success, kicked out of high school multiple times, and faced with becoming a father in his teens, Waller is a definition of a true underdog. As Waller will tell you, there's no elevator to success. That climb only happens one step at a time. You will learn how to turn excuses into results by doing. If you need even more reason to listen to the podcast, here they are. You will hear an incredible underdog story from some of your favorite celebrities. The No Degree Podcast is all about learning from underdogs. Excuses get the best of us, but by listening, you will learn how to turn excuses into results by doing. You will gain motivation to achieve your professional and personal goals. You will hear the raw and uncut details of the world's most influential people and their upbringings. And the number one reason to support Jason's podcast is that Jason does not have a degree. So are you ready for the fastest growing entrepreneurship and motivational podcast? Because Jason Waller is building a movement. Let every true underdog podcast be that step that elevates you. Subscribe to True Underdog Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform to level up your life. That's True Underdog Podcast, hosted by Jason Waller, to learn from the best underdog come-up stories. It's right here, right now. Bam. Yes, it does. It would definitely work on your de-escalation skills um, a lot. Um, but I can write a novel on this shit that I've been through the past eight years. Wow. Bro, I'm trying to tell you. Like, when, when I was young, I was like, you know what? I'm making, what, 20 an hour to sit here and just, you know, get free drinks and women and things like that. And don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. I've done that. I've done that. But it gets old. <laughs> it gets old. Like, I, I literally have people that I've worked with downtown still doing the same thing because that's where they, they're accustomed to. But it's more of effective safety. Yeah. And I knew when my son started saying, hey, daddy, you want to go fight the bad guys? That's what made me come home and call Cody harder. Yeah. Like, I'm done fighting the bad guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> and those, yeah. I mean, at first I was going to be a police officer, but I said, nah, uh-uh. I'm not going to sit there and bust my ass working these 16-hour shifts for, what, 40 grand a yeah, year yeah. and possibly get shot and all my family get is a flag and that's yeah. it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's not going to happen. So that's what made me go so hard. But being a bouncer in general, uh, I would say if if you're a young guy and that's all you care about, sure, 
But if you're a family man, such as myself, and you want to make sure you have all your eggs in the basket, <laughs> do it to get by. But um, I would say only do it if you need to. A lot of people, yeah. they, they think that, well, I've, I had a few people. I know my um, my fiance and then my, my close friend of mine said, why are you doing it? I'm like, I, I, I think it's primal. Like, for some reason, I still like the conflict. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Because it, it got to a point it was bad. Like, when I used to do security downtown with, it was a bunch of, like, uh, I want to say uh, privileged people, for lack yeah. of a better word. I was hitting people every day. And I was hitting people every single day. And it was bad. Like, my supervisor knew when I came to work, saying, well, he's going to hit somebody. Like, it's, it's no reason. He knew not to stop it. He only knew not to stop, only stop at the end. But yeah. then I thought about it. That's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. Because eventually someone's going to be like, you know, I'm tired of this dude knocking everybody out. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, luckily I'm at a club. And no, it's weird. I'm in a club in the hood. Like, yeah. I'm in a hood, like, like, you know, no player. Like, it's, it's, yeah. shoot out, it's shootings outside. Like, really. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have that many problems. Like, everybody around there, they know me. They say, hey, go fuck with him. And that's it. But, yeah, yeah. But the thing about it is, with me being my size, people usually don't want to fight me. Yeah, yeah. So I got to deal with the consequences of that. So how does someone get out of that comfort and safety? Because that's the hardest thing because I'm pretty sure a lot of your bouncer friends, they probably never even heard of the word React or JavaScript mm-hmm. or front end or CSS. How does someone get, get out of that? You know, like who have you seen actually do it? Because a lot of times you could even tell someone, but because they'll be like, yeah, that's cool. But it's so easy to just go, hey, I'm just going to go. I'm going to get paid cash. Go in, go out. It takes time to put and discipline to sort of sit down and code and get into this unfamiliar territory where everything's just different. I think it's a lack of availability, lack of knowledge. And, and, and it sucks to be in such a community where we don't have that access, you know? Yeah. Um, whenever someone say, or in the hour, what I think I was talking to Miss Brenda and she asked me about what are you doing today? I'm like I'm an engineer and I think she was like did you go to school for it? I'm like, <laughs> but it's so hard to fathom that like it's yeah. even people hard, it's hard for people to fathom I remember my, my supervisor was like bro like you're an engineer you need to be playing football like nah, yeah but I, I think it's for a lack of the your environment like it's, it's the people you're around you it's the it's the the access you give yourself. And granted, I was I stumbled upon it. And but I started to surround myself around, you know, like-minded people who I want to say like a year and a half later. Like I didn't talk to anyone about coding until oh, I want to say like a year and a half of me even like playing around with it. Like I had no one else to talk to. But I knew just off of YouTube videos that it was possible. So I just kept trucking along with it. And I I I, I I genuinely felt like no one believed me that I was going to be a developer. Like, I genuinely felt like people were like, mm. he's just talking, right? It's just like a dude who's trying to become a rapper. You're just like, yeah, you know, kind of like that. He just talking shit. Yeah. And I was, I was talking to my, um, a friend of mine that I see, I, I worked with tonight and he was like, um, what do you ask? Bro, so are you going to keep this job or not? And I was like, mm, I'm going to figure it out. And he was like, how much are you paying you an hour, yo? And I was like, it's salary. And he, he was like, how much is it? And I was like, I gave him the range because I don't ever tell him yeah. my salary. 
Yeah, he's like, are you fucking kidding me? So why the fuck are you still here? Sorry, my cursing. So why the yeah. heck are you still here? And I'm like, I'm just, I, I get out the house. Like, I'm I'm here, like, the same place I'm sitting right now. Yeah. Because I was just working. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, I was just working. So, it's, I, I think that it's the, it's the, the access of knowledge that we don't have, like, we don't have access of knowledge about investing, financial literacy, just yeah. jobs without degrees like you're trying to do. Even salaries. It's like salary. You have a salary. You have benefits. Yes. Yes. This is crazy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns, stress, changes, grief, moments of growth, and moments where we feel like we're taking a few steps back. And it's important to show up for yourself through all of the struggles that life can bring. BetterHelp Online Therapy is here for the twists and turns and will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Now, therapy is something that has a stigma, but this is something that can have a great impact on your life. Sometimes we have things that stop us from becoming the best version of ourselves. Therapy is something we should embrace and not be ashamed of. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule a weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to show up for yourself and invest in your well-being. Because, well, you deserve some inner peace. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash no degree. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for the No Degree Podcast listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash no degree. Like, it's the lack of knowledge that we get from a young age, but I think it comes from our parents. I truly think it comes from our parents. Like, my mom to this day, she just think I work on computers. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's so cute. I yeah. think it's cute as well. <laughs> like, I don't think my mom like even like understands what I truly do. I don't think my parents understand. They Like, you talk to a screen and... What? Like, what do you do? Like, is it, are you getting paid by Facebook or something? Like, I was like, no, nah, that's not how it works. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so it's, I think it's a fact that they don't have the access to it. And I think that they're so content with coming to work and getting that, the extra like a hundred, 120 bucks. Like, I remember I was talking to my, um, my friend G, he's another a big guy who's been doing it for years. Like, let me years. He's the one that discovered me. <laughs> yeah. And um, he was like, man, am I? Okay. He said, man, I'm about to come and get this money, man. I'm like, and it's weird because it, I used to kind of be that way, but when it clicked, yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just stay home. I'm all right. I'm good. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, that's, that's my yeah, yeah. But I'm, I guess I'm just not the same way how it was before. Like, I got to work. All these three days, so I can get my little five hundred dollars. Yeah, and it's, it's I'm just it becomes a point of privilege. Yeah, and I remember I always constantly had to check myself because of the environment I actually in when I go to work. 
Yeah. I can't sit there and, and just think like, huh, why why am I coming to work? Why are you doing uh 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 mm. so I me personally, I never talk about my day job ever. Yeah. Never. My fiance says because I'm just humble, but I consider it as I don't want the one to ever feel like that that they're lesser than. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because honestly, being a developer and working from home and especially being a developer with two developer jobs is a point of privilege that I never thought I'd be. So with with that being said, it's I want to kind of eventually pass this down to my children that they don't have to see um, what's going on. Well, we don't live in a hood, but thank God. They don't have to either be athletes or rappers or drug dealers or things like that. Like my 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 kids growing up now, it's totally different. Yeah, you could talk. You could tell people you like anime without them being like, "Yo, this dude likes anime and stuff." I I, I just remember, I was like, it's only in the recent years. I remember high school. You was the anime. You was the weird kid. You like this stuff. You had to like hide. You had to keep it on the down low. And now it's like real embrace, which is nice that people can actually have interest. Like I see people in the hood on skateboards and all that stuff. And it's cool. Like it's cool that people can just have interest and just more open to other things. Cause I, I just know it was like, yo, he on a skateboard, just laugh at you. And then no, just laugh at you. Not even have a full line, just straight laugh. Yeah. I remember in my, I want to say my last two years of high school, that's when they started like skateboarding and yeah. skinny jeans. I was too big for skinny jeans. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But they had the backpacks and all of that other stuff. I'm like, okay, all right. That was, yeah. you know, that's cool. Yeah. But <laughs> it's different now, man. But all it's in different. all, man, it's, I would hate to say just for being a, a bouncer that I kind of hate where my fellow bouncers, that they, they do, they kind of just rely on this and they don't look anywhere else. And that could be for any industry. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a common thing. People just get comfortable. Yeah, they get really comfortable. And I just knew, like growing up, I knew, like, and I remember this. I remember we were sitting in a room. I had to be like twelve. We were all sitting in a room playing a game and talking shit about each other. And I remember they were clowning me. And I remember this one guy. He was like, "Yo, watch, yo, out of all y'all talking shit, Ma was gonna be someone. Like y'all, y'all really said that. Like Ma was gonna be that dude. Like y'all keep playing." And I remember that. I always, like, I always remember that too. Because when I think yeah, that yeah. going, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm like the only one that's like. Doing pretty good. Not to talk shit, but I mean, be realistic. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that's like really doing decent, you know? But I have a long way to go, man. I got, I got a mean ass two year plan. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I heard your plan. I know, and you know, you're going to execute it. So I have no doubt, you know, about that. So let's kind of, you know, dive into some other questions. How has the industry changed over time? Because the thing about tech is things change. You have ups and downs. I remember, right? apps were the hottest thing, right? App for everything. Now it's like mobile sites. It was like, hey, you just created any app. You know, you probably would have raised like $2 million for that app that didn't even work at, during a certain time, right? But now it's, it's a little different. You know, things are much harder. You need to have like a built out MVP if you're looking for funding and all that stuff. The skills are changing and it goes through waves. So how has the industry changed, you know, during your time in the industry as you're learning? Oh, man. As I was learning it, I think the industry didn't know which way it was going to go. I think yeah. it, knew, it didn't know if it was going to go Angular or React. And this was 2018. I was doing yeah, security yeah. at a high-end store downtown. So I had my little shirt tucked in and my button up and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to come down here and flex one day. 
And I remember listening to a, a podcast about uh, it was Joshua Fluke or even Coding Phase. I think he was talking about uh, Angular and React and things like that. And with React being kind of this this kind of new thing that yeah. you don't want to kind of put all your eggs in one basket. So I'm like, damn, should I learn Angular? I'm like, hmm, let me just stick to React. And, and it was blindly like, I didn't know which way to go. I mean, I like Blue. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Let's go React. Um, so why not? But I think the industry was more geared towards um more just web in general. Yeah. Um, especially because of the flexibility of React. And uh Angular definitely was on its way out of the door. Um I know a little bit of Angular. I mean, I haven't heard the word Angular for a while, so this is the first time I've heard it in a while. So you made the, the right choice. It was, trust me, I, I took an actual, uh, I took a, what was it called, a, uh, a coding coding assessment, and it was in Angular. One portion was okay. Angular, I actually got it right. But, okay. Um, I think the industry at the time, was I was still trying to figure things out, because, you know, we had we had Angular, we had React, we had, uh, what was it called? What's the, what's the green one? Um, I was called the green one. What is it called? Uh, Vue. Yeah, Vue.js. Um, oh, okay. And I remember companies were actually asking me, Hey, do you know Backbone? Do you know this? I'm like, these are like libraries that you can like use on the side and kind of utilize subtle nuances of like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, and I think it honestly, I don't think it knew what the fuck it was trying to do. But I knew that there was a little bit of gatekeeping. Um, yeah, yeah. And the boot camps were still, you know, up and prevalent, but they're not as prevalent as they are now. No, now it's dude, there's a boot camp. There's like a boot camp just for like a library or something like just boot camp just for everything and unfortunately it kind of went in the other direction where you have to be smart about the boot camps you choose yes and I would it sucks that I'm not a fan of boot camps yeah I don't blame you I'm not a fan of boot camps that was literally sit here and say hey we're going to cap you around 30 grand but you know we're going to take 15% of your check and if you happen to be capped at 30 grand then yeah, we capped at thirty grand, but we're gonna we're gonna do this for two years out of your own paycheck, and fifteen percent is a lot. So I gotta ask you: so do they do it on your total salary or after taxes? Because that's what I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Because you know, fifteen percent after is way different than fifteen percent before. Because then you coming out with half a paycheck, and it's like what? Exactly. They did fifteen percent <laughs> afterwards. I would. No, I mean. No, no, 15% before is worse. Because if you make 100 grand, then they take 15K off the top. Whereas if you, after you pay tax, then they take 15% is smaller. We'll put it like this. My last job, I was, I was getting taxed. My general taxes were almost $1,000 to project. Yeah, yeah. And if you would tax that, I would have been pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, not tax, but I would, if you took 15% of that, I would be extremely pissed. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I remember, my, I remember my first paycheck ever in life. Yeah, they yeah. taxed me. It's like four bucks. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> no, I remember when I used to work. I used to work at Popeyes, and I remember like the the tax are like ten bucks, five, ten bucks. You know, you make your sixty bucks a day, and I was like in middle school, so or high school, I was happy. So yeah, no, it, it is crazy just how far things come along. Um. Okay, so yeah, no, I mean, boot camps, you have to be strategic, you have to be smart, look at the reviews and all that, so... so. Yeah, it's a give and take with boot camps. Um, I would say Thankful was very flexible because of what it offered. 
it was the full-time flex uh, program that I was in. And literally, I would do, I would say, I would do uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then every other day I was working. Yeah. And then every Saturday morning, we'll be up doing what the fuck we did throughout the week, talking yeah. shit to each other. And really fun fucking statistic about that. They always say uh, a certain percentage of us become developers and shit like that. And I remember thinking Lambda got in trouble for that bullshit. Um, fun fact, I went to Lambda for one day. Oh. <laughs> Lambda charges a lot, man. Oh, man. I actually reapplied a year later and they didn't get back at me. Man, they didn't know they didn't know talent, so don't even, don't even worry about that. I don't know what's going on with them, but I know they, they changed their name to something else. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But I know out of my cohort, um, I was just talking to a friend from my cohort today, and he's, I think he's a uh, product manager or something now, but he doesn't okay. code. Yeah. That's what a lot of people don't realize that even knowing how to code, you don't have to code as part of your full-time job. 18 people? It's only two of us that are actually working. Okay. I just got lucky to be one of the two. Oh, interesting. I got very lucky because that's statistic. When you think about it, that statistic, that is bad. That's because bad. Number one, you're actually you're actually pushing out people who may not be ready, people who may not be committed. Yeah, you're still expecting to collect something from them. Yeah, of that caliber of money, that's crazy. It's a crazy amount. And on top of that, when people go on these interviews, they may not be ready. They're going to yeah. leave a bad taste in the company's mouth regarding uh, boot camp development yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So I knew <clears throat> that I had to be full-fledged in the JavaScript. Um, my mentor, uh, uh, Scott Mars, like he, I've literally said, and said, I'm like, damn, I think I should learn PHP just for some back-end stuff. And I was on the phone with him and I never seen a developer. Where does he work at? I think he works at like a, um, I don't know, one of those fan companies he works at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, no, don't do that shit. Like, no, fuck that. Keep learning fucking JavaScript and React. And they both said it. I'm like, okay, all right, cool, all right. cool, cool. So I just became really, really infatuated with React, JavaScript, and um, React Native and the subtle differences from the actual React. I mean, you mentioned something. So you mentioned you have mentors. So this is something, and especially growing up, a lot of people don't realize like what a mentor is. Sometimes you may have someone older, right? And then, the right mentor too, right? There's a mentor that sort of hangs out in, you know, sort of in front of the corner store. And then there's a mentor who hangs out, you know, who has a professional job and who's looking out for you. And a lot of people don't know how to utilize these mentors, right? They don't realize like, hey, what does a mentor-mentee relationship look like? How'd you sort of realize, like, how'd you find a mentor and how'd you take advantage of one? Uh, how did I take advantage of one? I found him on... What was it? Uh, Career Karma? Okay, Career Karma. Career Karma. Is that light too bright? No, it's good. It's good. It's good, man. Um, Career Karma. And um, it was more of a sense of, hey, reach out to me if you need help. It's like, is a mentor or anything like that. And I said, all right, cool. I'll do that. And um, <laughs> the first meeting, he showed up. And it was weird, man. Like, talking to someone who's, you know, had multiple companies and who was a senior developer at Netflix at the time. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, how can I not have a job? And I'm sitting here talking to this guy like it's nothing. Like, we're sitting here shooting the shit. Yeah. And I talk, every time I, every time we meet, it was weird. Like, every time we meet with, I meet with him, I get a job. Like, it's weird. Like, it, it was <laughs> freaking weird. 
But he'll give me he'll instill something within me. He'd be like, all right, you you got this, bro. You got it. Don't worry about it. So that was cool. And um, so eventually I started uh working at philosophy. After he started mentoring me, then we we'll meet a few times and I'll uh, that that uh, I lost that one because the contract ended. <laughs> we keep meeting, and then all of a sudden I get another job. So it was kind of weird. Um, but I think that going about getting a mentor is all about being genuine um, and not bullshitting. I hate when um, companies try to, or even bootcamp, try to tell people to, hey, hit someone up and say this, say this, and that. Because it's not genuine, and we know yeah. where the bullshit is here. So easy to see. Yeah, I had someone hit me up about <clears throat> my job at uh, Philosophy last year. And I told her, like, I told her during the call, I was like, you don't have to do that. Like, you, you really don't. You can actually be as genuine as you want to be. And I have to give me a spiel or something like that. Because yeah. like, I've been where you've been. Yeah, so yeah. don't worry about the bullshit. Like, it's all good. Like, be as genuine as possible. Because honestly, you don't want to... You don't want to have a mentor and you don't want to have a mentee that you actually don't actually click with. 100%. Yeah, so I, I, I totally, like, I get it. Like, one of my best friends, I mentor him in code. Like, I go over his code like, every week. And he's making so much progress. He's actually, uh, I'm a, he's like a, what's it called? Uh, a machinist. Okay. Machinist. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> every week I'm going over his stuff and he's getting into the JavaScript and stuff like that. And that boy works his butt off. And he gives me he gives me life advice because you know he's been married and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, we just we go back and forth talk every day. And so I mentor him, and I mentor another another fellow Mario. Um, and I love it because of the chemistry we all have, and I love because I actually want to see people win. Yeah, yeah, I actually want to see people win. I don't. This is not a job where I want to be like the only person winning. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um. When I mean like simmering yourself with people that are actually doing something, even if they're not, help them. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they express the passion and interest to do something, do it. Like, yeah. is it going to hurt you? I don't give a fuck if it takes an hour or two hours out of my day. I'll sleep afterwards. I'll be fine. Yeah. No, I mean, I love that. So now, looking back, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment? And you could do, I'll let you answer it two ways. One professional and one personal. Personal, my kids. Professional, training careers. Because, and we saw my kids, because if I didn't have kids, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have had like that drive to do it, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't have, you know, I probably would have still been on security getting by and then probably going back to college to get, you know, some type of degree four years later and just kind of chugging along. Um, but I think my kids really forced me to kind of like go full force. And like, hey, I see you. So I might just start coding. Like when I, I remember when I first got my offer, I picked my son from school. Well, my offer in December because my son was used to me working from home. But then all of a sudden, I had to go work out the house. And yeah, then, you know, I was like, guess what, Daddy, work from home. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> like that feeling of like just working from home and then going upstairs in your son's room playing a game with him or yeah. going to play with your daughter or something. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, yeah. it's so crazy, bro. Like, you can actually walk away from the computer and go do that while providing a lifestyle that you didn't have. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that um, switching careers because I don't know if you, I don't know, you, you probably have felt this. Like, I don't, I, 
I, I think everyone's felt this when they switch from careers. Once you get that first developer job or that job you wanted so bad that's going to provide for you the most, it's like getting the weight off your fucking shoulder. Oh, yeah. That real job. You're like, what? This is a paycheck. These are benefits. It's like, what? I got a future. It's like getting the weight off your fucking shoulder. And it's it's, it's, it's different, man. Like, hold on, I'm trying to move this show over here. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's different, man. Like, like uh, I felt completed. In a sense, like, all my hard work paid off. But then, that's when you notice that the hard work is just about to come. Yeah, yeah. All this shit that I was doing, like, amongst my circle, I'm like that React guy. But when I go to work, yeah. I'm like, Ugh, hold up. Hold up. Mm-mm. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me hit up my uh, my manager. Let me hit up my senior dad. Yeah. Hold on, I'm having trouble. What's going on here? Like, it's it's humbling. It's really humbling. But that's my biggest. That's my biggest. Uh, my biggest accomplishment: switching careers and having my children. No, that that's amazing. So, what would you say? And this is the other end. What was the hardest period of your life that you sort of went through? Being unemployed when I did when I had my family. Um, let me turn. And the sense was, how can I explain it? Um, oh, and this was probably a couple periods because I remember I was working at a restaurant, and I remember that I worked for like two, three. It was like thirteen bucks an hour working in a restaurant, yeah. and I had my son that day, and I heard that the restaurant closed down without even telling me. And I remember... Damn, that's messed up. Yeah, I was a cook. So I went to the restaurant and, you know, the big wigs outside parked their little their Chryslers and their BMWs and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> I'm knocking on the door. They look at the door. They didn't open the door. I'm saying, hold my son. I'm like, yo, I'm supposed to have a job. Like, what's going on here? And that kind of, like, left a bad taste in my soul, you know? That's, that's messed up. That was a bad taste in my soul. And I think after that, it was hard for me to find another job for, I want to say, six months. And it, 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 it sucked. It really sucked, the fact that I had to, you know, not necessarily work for someone that could possibly just... Or, I mean, because everyone can work for someone and they can kind of shut down the company anytime they want to. But yeah. Just not having that security and that... Yeah. And a sense of accomplishment. And I felt like I I didn't accomplish shit. Like, I, I really felt like I was a loser, man. Like, I had my son and, like, it, it sucked, man. Like, I, I didn't know what to do. So, that really hurt my heart a lot. And this was 2016. Yeah. But, I'm, like, so that really caused me to go job to job to job. Because nothing really worked out. Because I knew that... I knew I wanted something, but I just didn't know what the fuck I wanted. And I knew that going back to school was going to just add more debt. But I didn't have any other option because I didn't know any better. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I had my daughter. Then I worked for an MCA company after I had my daughter and realized I'm I'm working with some some assholes. Like, you know, people who, if they don't like you, they'll find a reason to fucking fire you. Yeah, or make your job super hard. I got fired for sitting on the side of the road. Base, our home base was like across the street. I parked, I parked the car to fit everything in my bag in the double shack. I made sure I had everything before I pulled in the base. Yeah. And the supervisor pulled out. 
said, what you doing? I said, make sure I hurry then before I pull in the base. And he was like, what's your name? Like, Marlo. It was your last name, Jones. Day later, my supervisor calls me. He was like, hey, if they're going to they write you up for that, boom, boom, boom. I'm going to like a week later, they fired me for the same incident. I'm That's like, ridiculous. that doesn't make sense. Like, I was just trying to make sure I had things. And it was, and, it, and I hate that it comes off as like, oh, they're just picking on you. And I'm like, well, me and the, me and the, me and the head guy, Charles, didn't get along anyway. So I'm pretty sure he just didn't like me. But I just gave, yeah. I just gave them another reason to actually fire me. Um, that's why it's so prevalent that people, well, I hate that all someone would say, don't give them a reason to fire you. I mean, it fair. It, if you're doing your job, you didn't give them a reason. Then when I got to the selling cars and apparently I was just too honest. I was going to say, too honest. Um, so that fucked with me a lot too. Because I thought I had a job where I was okay with. Yeah. And apparently I wasn't okay with them. So, I fi- when I fired from that one, it was my last straw, man. Like, it was my last straw, like, and I knew that. I even went. I even tried to go back to college. I even tried, and I could have done it, but I, it's, I couldn't afford it. My my yeah. financial aid wasn't covering it. It's nothing I could have done. So I would say it was, it was. This is was for. This happened for a reason. So once I got my first paid gig, I remember I was sitting upstairs with my fiance, and I cried. I cried because I was I was done. Like I felt like the sh- came off my shoulders. Like, I was done. Like I just beat COVID. I'm yeah. here. I could finally like provide for my family and my, you know, my kids the way I really want to do it now. And yeah. I just cried because I actually had a career and not just a job. No, I mean, it's a, it's just such a big difference having that security, knowing that you could do what you want, you could achieve what you want. And all that. Now, let's kind of take it back. What sort of were the mistakes you made? Like, what are some mistakes you made looking back that you're like, hey, you know what? I would avoid sort of doing that. Oh, man. Ooh, that's where I start. The mistakes, not engaging in the community. Mm. Not engaging in the community and letting my own insecurities get the best of me. Because I didn't want people to come out and be like, oh, this this big football player, you don't know shit. I was kind of scared of that. And I was scared that I wouldn't make it. And I, I thought it would be another a notch of the belt of, he tried, he failed. I knew it was going to happen, you know? So yeah, it was it was that. Um, I want to say, really apply myself in the beginning because I, I, a, year and a, a year and a half of bullshitting could really set you back. And that's what I've done. Mm. That's what I've done. And being involved in the community kind of jump-started everything. Like, I, once I joined Twitter, oh, man. Twitter is so good. Twitter is crazy. I've had interviews from Twitter. I've had interviews from Twitter. Um, not the company, but people reach out. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of interviews from Twitter, I got an email from Twitter about taking that, like, a assessment for, like, a... Like some like summer internship. I didn't do it. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Twitter. I just don't want to be a part of Twitter. But yeah, that. Being involved in the community and underestimating yourself just because of your background. Because I never knew yeah. this was a, a, a... I didn't know it was just a, a people, like a, yeah. like a an environment to be in, you know? Like, 
it's it's weird, man. Growing growing up on West Baltimore, uh, it's whew, man. You know, I literally every time I'm in that area, I always just drive through like two times. Yeah, and I'm like, damn, yo, this is crazy. Like, it's 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 crazy, especially not. It was just me and my mom, so I take all of her work ethic and apply it. Like, <clears throat> and I think that's what's stressing me so much because I'm like, you know what? If mom could do it, I can do it. And she yeah. ain't no car, so she used to be out there. She leave at six in the morning and come out, get home like nine thirty, and then I'd be fake sleep. And I write a letter on her door like, "Your food, <laughs> your food is in the microwave. Love you. Good night." And we do this five days a week, five days a week. So I'm very, I'm very passionate about work ethic, and I'm very That's passionate. So important. Yeah, I'm very passionate, and it it pisses me off when someone says, oh, "I want to do this," or when someone finds out what I want to do, finds out what I do. And then I'm sorry, I have a notification pop on my computer. Um, no, sorry. When someone finds out what I do, I'm like, you know what? I should probably do that, yeah. Okay. Show me. That's where I'm at with it. And I'm I'm the same way when it comes to I don't care if you're my girl, my kids. If you're not gonna show me you're gonna do something or actually have a passion for it, don't speak on it. Don't speak on it. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, because you I hear a lot of people, and you probably hear a lot of people too who say they're gonna do it and they'd be like, yo, you watch that YouTube video I sent you. You started the app, you downloaded the app, you did a little, and a little goes a long way. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. A little goes a long freaking way. So when I started mentoring my, my friend Kenny, like, he, he backed this shit up. Yeah. He backed it up. He's doing it. And I love it. Yeah, no, it's so important because people want to help people who help themselves. It's as simple as that. Like, you see someone, you don't want to invest your time into someone who's like a rock, who's staying in the same place or who's moving backwards. You don't want to have to push them. You don't have to handhold them through everything. Whereas someone else, they're moving forward. Just like they need a light push. They need a, they, you need to tell them they're going fast. You just tell them, hey, go in that direction. And they listen. Those are the ones who sort of get results. Now, so now looking back, what advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? You know, you're talking, you get to talk to Marlo and do it based on what you know today, right? It's 2022 you're talking to Marlo, who's 18 years old. What would you tell him? It's going to be okay. Like, it's going to be okay. Because I knew at a young age, I was always worried about what I actually make it and something that I actually wanted to do. Only because of growing up, how I did grow up, you know, my mom working a lot. I was, I'm only child. Dad lived up the street and I got called. And it was more like, do I have the will and the actual the means to actually get something done and I always figured college would be the end all be all but I always worried about my future even though every time I focus on something and this is this is mean this is like literally just speaking with me every time I focused on doing something so precisely and so strategically I always got it done so at the time when I was at that age, I didn't know if I was actually going to even make it in life. I didn't know if I didn't know if I was going to actually have a family because, you know, growing up in that situation where you're constantly being bullied, you come home to yourself, you you left with your own thoughts. It sucks, man. It really yeah. sucks. So if I were to tell one, I tell myself something, it'll be okay. It's all it is. Like, it will be okay. Because the shit that you, you're worrying about now, 
is going to matter within 30 days, honestly. Yeah, no, that, that's so true. Now, what, did, what general advice would you have for an 18-year-old who sort of wants to get into the React space? What are some pointers that you would give them? Learn your fundamentals. Learn your fundamentals, engage in the community. Um, put yourself out there. Don't be scared if someone says you don't know shit. Because most of the time, they're, they're, they're the gatekeepers. And they're the people we're trying to get rid of. I would say, expect the bullshit, but maintain a level head. Like, I ran into some bullshit, and I could have probably flew off the handles, but I didn't. Um, let's see. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it, but focus on your fundamentals. It'll get you a long, long freaking way. Um, and try to be better than your competition. Like, I know it sounds cliche, but you got to work hard, man. Like, you got to be another cliche. You got to be the hardest working motherfucker in the room. Like, you got to work hard. Like, there's it, no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, you can't bullshit this. Especially when it comes to code. Because when you're sitting in front of people in these interviews and they sit here and say something like, okay, how do you make an API call and, and we render on page load? You got to know. Got to know it. Or if you do it a different way. Oh, why, why would I use a use effect and a functional component? What's the difference between a functional component and a class component? You know? If you don't know these things, then, then you're just killing yourself. I yeah. mean, yeah, that's basically it, man. Like, you can't bullshit it. You can't bullshit nothing in life. Really, you really can't. Yeah, yeah. You get found out. You get found out. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong coming out of boot camp. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. and. They think that a lot of time it could be kind of handed to them when actually it's not. Um, I will honestly say that once you're learning how to code and you go on these interviews, bring your best because the people who are, who are actually interviewing you, they want you to get the job. They just want you to give yeah. a reason to say yes. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so that's why I pride, pride myself on not just being a good developer, but actually speaking on it. You know? I mean, don't get me wrong. like. <laughs> I can sit here and talk to a coworker of mine, and I'm like, yo, I don't, know what the fuck I'm ta- I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But it's okay sometimes. It's okay. As long as you can kind of, you know, guide the person, you understand what you're trying to do. And it's, it's, it's a different ballgame in development, man, because there's so many people trying to get these jobs. So many yeah, people yeah. trying to get these jobs, man. It's competitive. Is it's competitive, but and it's competitive for a sense of people filling applications and don't even know what the fuck they're doing sometimes, man. Because yeah, yeah. if you're talented, you got the skills. It's a lot easier. It's a different ball game. Yeah, but you know what's crazy though. As soon as you get these first job and two jobs, and yeah, inbox is like that. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. It is. Yeah, freaky. you don't even have to search for a job. There's always someone coming after you, bro. I don't even reply. I do not reply at all. Hey, don't blame you. You got opportunity. So what are your future goals? Like from now, you know, you you got you got pretty far. You know, you made it to a position you never thought you'd be. Now, what are your future goals? Uh, future goals. Uh, ultimately, I would love to work for Disney. Yeah, as an engineer. But uh, most likely, I want to say the company I'm working at now is really good. I love the atmosphere. I would love to be here for a really long time. If not, if that doesn't work out, I would love to be somewhere like Microsoft or something like that. Um, getting some things done there and learning new things. Like uh, even just branching away from just 
uh, JavaScript and React, learning something else like C Sharp or, you know, things like that. Uh, you know, I'm cool with that. Like, I'm always down to learn something new. Uh, Disney is probably just more, they probably, Disney probably pay less, but the, I, I think the, uh, the, uh, the atmosphere would be pretty dope. Like, I think it's just, it's more nostalgic. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, I pretty work for Disney. I think they didn't yeah. deny me, like, three times and yeah, yeah. like last year. No, we got, I'm going to help you. I'm going to make sure. That's my, that's my goal. I'm going to be like, yo, I'm going to get, I'm going to help you get into Disney. Um, no, these are, look, whenever you're ready, you hit me up and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll find a plan. I'll find someone. I'll make sure I'll make an intro or something, anything I could do to help you, Marlo. So, is there anything you want to talk about that we didn't cover in the episode? Any piece of advice that you want to give to someone? You know, just this, something you want to share. Mm, I really want to, un- well, not understand. I want to kind of get deeper into the thought of how minorities are having a lack of understanding of the opportunities that are out there. And, <clears throat> but I want to have it from a sense of, we can't always sit here and say we're being held back. Yeah. I hate that. Like, I really hate that. Like, it kind of grinds my gears a little bit when someone says, like, the man and then all this stuff like that. Our accountability is a kryptonite. It is, it is. It is really a kryptonite. And I think that we got to stop being complacent. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with being bus drivers, car sales, nothing wrong with being yeah, mechanics. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you if you genuinely want better, you got to put in the research and the effort to do so. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. I thought I lost that damn uh, car yeah. sales job. I did not know what the hell I was going to do. But it stumbled upon me and I did more research into what I wanted to do. I could have done, I could have went and done like a cybersecurity. Um, I could have done a multitude of things, cloud engineering or something. There's so much now, so much. It, bro, when I mean there's so much in the tech industry, it's crazy. Even tech sales, uh, Dude, it's crazy. <clears throat> project management, what I'm trying to get my fiance to do. <laughs> um, it's, it's crazy. It is, it is, it is crazy, man. Like, and you don't necessarily have to be the, not just saying the best of the best, we don't necessarily have to come from the same background to do yeah. so. Like, I have my, I think our new project master, um, project manager, he came from freaking NASA or some other stuff, and, and his skills correlated to what we needed. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you could always do something. Yeah. And oftentimes I find that a lot of people, look, there are a lot of forces, things get complicated. But you can't hold yourself back. That's the main thing. Because I'll see some people like, this This is holding me back. And I'll be like, yo, did you start that course? Did you start that? Be like, how do you know what's holding you back? You didn't even start it. How do you know? You know? So I find that, you know, you got to at least try. You got to at least put in effort before you say, hey, I didn't get this job. You know, sometimes there will be a person that holds you back. But you know what? You keep going. You get something else. You get into a position so that no one else has to experience the same thing that you did. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do. Make sure that my kids understand what I do when they get older and yeah, yeah, yeah. understand that it's, it's, it's not because of your surroundings. Um, <clears throat> which again, like I'm very fortunate to be raising my kids in the city. Yeah. Um, um, but I have plans to eventually, uh, I want to say move to like Texas or Georgia or something like that and get a, a nice house with a cup, some land around it and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 
And that's my goal for the next two years as well, as, as well as, you know, uh, moving up here in my current company and learning more or possibly going somewhere else if that was to happen. Um, <clears throat> so once they learn, you know, that's because of me. I'm able to actually say, hey, I told my kids about um, different job opportunities. I told my kids about finances. I told my kids about investing. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to learn all these things that I didn't learn. And it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it, there's so much. There's so much. But look, you're learning. You know, you could have been 50 years old starting this and thinking about, but you're you're doing that. Yeah. Doing that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I teach people who are actually older than me. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's not for my thing. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with that. They're learning when they learn. Yeah. I, I've had, not even, well, I've never had, but I've, I've heard stories where there was one guy who was almost 50. He's now working at Microsoft as an engineer with C Sharp. Wow. That's cool. His first job. His first job. And it's crazy. Um, so the opportunities are endless, endless here, and you may never know, man. You may never know. You may never know. So let's wrap it up. How would someone support you and follow you? Uh, Twitter, Marlo the Dev. Uh, if you need me, like type it out. I will. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I got it. I'll put it in the show notes. Just reach out. Um, reach out on LinkedIn, Marlo Jones. Uh, shoot me a message. If, you know, if you have any questions about tech industry or. My process of actually answering it. Um, if you're kind of skeptical about certain shit, because sometimes it can be more skeptical. Like, how the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, if you're skeptical, have questions, reach out. I don't ask for no handouts. I never ask for nothing. I'm always willing to help someone. So yeah, that's pretty much me. All right, man. Thanks so much for your time, Marlo. This was a fun episode. I, we got to do it again when you're at Disney or wherever you are. And we got to do a follow up. We got to hear all the stories and the stuff. And then, you know, I hope it just really encourages other people to realize that you put your mind to it. You set, you put yourself around good people. You put in effort and you could go to a lot of places that you didn't expect you could go to. Yeah, that is true, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me aboard, man. I'm glad I ran into you on Twitter, man. It was dope. Twitter's wild like that. We met on Twitter. I met a bouncer who became a developer on Twitter. That's the power of really just community, putting yourself out there. You just never know who you meet. And you never know how your paths cross, right? So that's the beauty of Twitter. <laughs> like, yeah, two in the morning. We're two in the morning and two in the morning. We're in a space, and now we meet, and now we're podcasting. And who knows what the future holds for both of us? Yeah, yeah, that's true, man. Thank you for having me, boy. All right, man. Thanks for your time. All right, thanks, brother. Another great episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, this information was valuable and you learned a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. This show is sponsored by. You. No Degree wants to remain free from influence so that we can talk about the topics without bias. If you think the show is worth a dollar or two, please check out our Patreon page. Any amount is appreciated and will go towards making future episodes even better. Follow us on Instagram or Snapchat at No Degree Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash no degree inc. If you want to personally reach out to me, connect or follow me on LinkedIn at Janaid Iqbal, spelled J O N A E D last name I-Q-B-A-L. Until next time, no degree, no problem, nodegree.com. Yeah, so, you got no degree, no problem, no problem. any problem, we can solve we them. Got this. LinkedIn insomnia. Keeps us evolving, growing in the knowing. Wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. I'm going. If you-
you didn't know, now you know. Let's sing that again, everybody. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. Yeah.